fingers working up and down the fretboard. Uh, Jimmy was another big hit on the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, which we did on Thursday of last week. He's just a silly, silly, silly dude. Uh, love that guy so much. And welcome. Welcome to you. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, part of the Eric Zane Show podcast. A daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. Each and every day of the work week. I'd like to think that this was like a um, better alternative. Oh, can you believe that? Listen to that. A better alternative. Then your local morning radio show. I have a very uh, inflated view of myself. I don't know if you know that about me. We have a uh, 1 million percent out of control ego. And uh, so I wake up every damn day and say, there is nothing in the world better than you, Eric Zane. Uh, damn it, people like me. Isn't that embarrassing? I don't know. I see that uh, Rick from TC Paintball is again here. He uh, reached out and said, uh, you know, I never did get back to you, Rick. Rick asked me uh, what the audience thought of Trigger time with Rick from TC Paintball. Have you had any feedback on my segment? You see, right away with that question, you're going to get yourself into trouble real quick. Uh, Going from experience, the second you start worrying about that, it kind of, uh, you know, adds another layer to it. Try to avoid that. Just do, just, just you be you. I've already told you the only uh, opinion that matters is the one from me and I like it. So there you go. That's all you need. I like my conversation with Rick. So there you go, Rick. But for the record, no one said anything, but you know, it takes, they don't even know you're there though. We spoke. You know, it's going to be like six months from now. And then someone is uh, out of the blue going to say something about it. And it's going to be like um, hate filled. And this is how it's going to go. Yeah, this segment with Rick sucks. And I'm out. I'm done. What do you mean you're done? I've been listening to him, to Eric for... God knows how many years, but this is the last straw. This is it. I'm out. Okay. That's how it's going to go for you. People are going to turn on you. It happens all the time. That is par for the course in doing this. It's, you know, finicky. People are finicky like cats. So whatever. But, uh, He says, I haven't really prepped for it yet, but I feel I'll find a groove. You're already in a groove, Rick. Come on. I'm also reaching out 
Well, I did reach out to uh, Stu McAllister about Tuesday, Stu'sday. If I can get Stu in here, Stu and I are uh, right now discussing uh, contract talks about what it's going to take to make him a uh, regular on the Eric Zane Show podcast. And I'm, I'm already set up with it happening on Tuesday because Tuesday's Tuesday. It, it's, it's perfect. The name, you start with the name. So then we got Tuesday's Tuesday, trigger time with Rick, Dear Meathead. Wait a minute. It goes Tuesday's Tuesday, Dear Meathead on Wednesday. Uh, let's kill with Kyle from Dumpster Divers. And then trigger time with Rick from TC Paintball. Oh my God. Quietly, quietly creating a podcasting empire. All right. So I hope you all had a fantastic weekend. I hope all your dreams came true. I hope everything was great. Holy shit. This show originates each and every weekday in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Baldwin Baldwin Ace Hardware, a beacon of DIY awesomeness in the Northland. When we last spoke, I was like Friday. I'm, I said, I'm, I'm working all weekend that this, we have shit to do around this house. And I am remarkably satisfied and happy because, uh, well, Diana and I both busted our asses all weekend long. The wood chips are gone. And I need to bring in the queen of the forest because there's something that's kind of like a caveat to the wood chips disappearing. And she needs to help me describe what happened. Hello. Hello. Hello, Pooh. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent. I have questions. Okay. Question one. What is that music? Uh, are you hearing music? Uh, I, I, I am not hearing music. I'm hearing music. Hello. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I paused for a second. I, uh, I, I don't hear any music. Okay, now I don't. I heard some like it was kind of like what is that music called that's like what what are you talking about <laughs> is it techno that's it techno music that's what it's not <laughs> that was your impression of techno music <laughs> it wasn't good you confused me sometimes <laughs> You know that? You really do. <laughs> didn't that, that didn't sound like techno music? No. What was it again? It was like kind of like... <laughs> no. no. It, just makes, it just angers me when you do that. 
Anyway, what can I do for you? At the um, start of the weekend, <laughs> there was a pile of wood chips in the driveway. Yes or no? Yes, a ginormous pile. Is there a pile in the driveway now? There is not. Not one single wood chip in the driveway. What is the name of the person responsible for every single load of wood chips to be distributed throughout the backyard? Pooh Bear. You did it all. All by my lonesome. I did. Because you were busy being Hercules and ripping stumps out of the ground. Yeah, at first, you know, as soon as they hear that, the audience is going to be like, Eric didn't help her. Right, that's why I had to make that clear. You kept very busy yourself. We made a oh, yeah. huge dent in our yard work uh, jobs this weekend. Oh, yes. and it, it, so Because not only did you rip stumps out of the ground, but you destroyed a play set, like, in minutes. Talking about the, the wooden swing set that had never been played with in the backyard? Yeah. It should have been taken down, I don't, oh, I don't know, when 10 we, years ago. When that, the day we moved in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I I am stoked. Uh, we you doing all of that? You said you described it because you were taking all these loads of uh, uh, what do you call it? Wood chips. You did the lion's share of it Saturday, and that you it like actually was painting, right? I mean, yeah. painting. It was like uh, I don't know why I said that. I said that because I just saw a comment. It was like uh, you were you were tortured because you were crawling around the next day, like hurting. Yeah, well, I, but I started that early. Like, what a time was it out there by? Like, nine? Yeah, you put in so many damn hours. So I think I'd start at nine, and I quit, like, at 5.30. Like, I took a couple five-minute breaks for, like, a snack and to drink, have a drink of water or whatever, but I worked mostly the whole time. So by the time I was done, and I was wanting to get it all done in one day, but by 5 o'clock, my back and feet hurt so bad. I'm like, I'm oh, done. Oh, Pooh Bear, I'm so sorry. And we got it done. Yes. See? And then, uh, okay, finish it up Sunday, taco bar, boom. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Uh, so now we just have dumpster divers coming today. Dumpster divers because throw a bunch of shit in the dumpster. Uh, we yeah. uh, we fired Kyle. Yeah. Well, we didn't fire him. We just gave him an out. Well, we you know, he's finishing up the basement. The basement is his. Yeah. The outside of the house. We're hiring Stefan Hyde from Hyde Construction. Yes. He's going to do the outside of the house. Yeah, when's he coming? Today? Yeah, he said sometime this week he's got to get this shit done. This is a one-day job for him. He's, he's Yeah. yeah it's, it'll be a piece of cake. Okay. I'm excited. Thank you. And now we just have the bedroom. Cause we got, oh, that's another thing we did. We ripped all that carpet out of the bare, that bedroom. Yeah, you're stealing my thunder. I was just going to get to that. Oh, I thought you were all, all done. No, it's good. It's good. It's all good. All right. Yeah. All right. Much love. Enjoy the time. You got to I don't know what you're doing today. I have no idea. Uh, well, I got to get, I'm just going to start throwing stuff in the dumpster. As soon as he gets here, I don't know what, yeah. what time he's planning on dropping that off. But Any, minute. He's up, Any minute. Any minute. Any minute. I'll start throwing crap in the dumpster and, uh, Doing right. other stuff on my list. You know, I made that list, you know. I know it. I know it. We got to get it done. Okay, I love you. Okay, love you too. I'll talk to you later. Yes, ma'am. There you Let go. Me see.
She crushed it. Her little her little body hauling wood chips. Oh. That was spectacular. So we uh we had called on uh Proud Boys Wood Chip Distribution and they delivered them thanks to them. The stumps. So um I went ahead and I went to a hardware store and uh, rented a, um, I think it's called a reciprocating saw or a sawzaw. And I rented it and then I bought these blades because I expected um, like, you know, to be digging in the ground and then have to use the saw to cut at the, uh, at the roots. So I rented that and I, I, uh, they, they said, yeah, go with this heavy duty strap to yank them out. So I bought all this shit and, uh, and rented. And then, uh, I started digging and I realized I didn't need any of that shit in terms of the saw because I got this, this, uh, log splitting ax and I, I cut around this, uh, dig around this gigantic stump and just start hitting at the uh, roots with the ax and it, they're obliterating. I'm like, oh, fuck it. I don't even need this saw. I took it back, got my money back. And, uh, then, so I dig this all out and Kyle, not the, uh, child rapist that I used to work with, um, Kyle, who's painting the uh, basement, he shows up on Saturday to paint uh, the uh, trim. And he goes, hey, I can yank those out right now. I go, are you serious? I go, because I was going to wait on my truck because Jackie's borrowing it and pull them out myself. He goes, no, no, no. I got a chain right in there. Keep digging. We'll yank them all out. I go, fuck yes. So then I take that shit back too and get my money back for the strap. I didn't even spend any damn money. I did it all like, and I had the, the tools I needed was a shovel, an axe, and Kyle. Um, so then he puts this big ass chain around where I've dug and, and, you know, it's perfect. And, uh, he yanks the first one comes right out of this enormous stump. I was like, Oh yes. He goes, you did a good job of digging it out. I go, yeah, it's fuck yes. So I was really happy about that. So second one, it's not coming out. And, uh, what he does is he creeps forward till the chain is, um, completely tight and then he just applies pressure and then it pulls it out but this one's not not going and uh we had to uh, hack at it some more and but then i said can you maybe um uh back up like three feet and then stomp the gas and then give it a good pop he goes oh god no no i go why he goes uh two reasons one it's hard on the truck two do you know Gene, who used to own the service station at the corner of Baldwin and Cottonwood? I live in a small town. I go, everybody knows everybody. I go, yes. He goes, yeah. Old Gene's kid tried that. And I said, you're going to tell me he's dead, right? He goes, I sure am. I go, what the fuck happened to Gene's kid? Gene's kid did exactly that. And the thing, the chain busted. And then the chain came flying through the back window of the truck and hit Gene's kid in the back of the head and went through his skull. And the chain was like in his head, like in his brain. Where there was brain, now it's chain. A brain chain incident. This actually happened to Gene's kid. Dead as a door. I'm like, oh, fuck. Well, I, don't want, I don't want you to do that. No, no, no. All right, thanks. I said, I'm glad you told me this. First of all, 
I know I need one of these chains. This thing was badass. Big giant chain, you know. Uh, I need a chain like this. Or just call you. And never ever do what Gene's kid did. Because you could wind up dead. Stumps come out. They're laying in the front yard still. Neighbors think I'm a total redneck. They think I'm probably going to leave the stumps there forever. Uh, Kyle will drop off the... It's, uh, Kyle pull, helps me pull out the stumps. And then the other Kyle from uh, Dumpster Divers. Uh, he's going to drop that thing off in a little bit here. Into the dumpster they go. Awesome. Diana talked about cutting down the swing set. Chainsaw. Awesome. Easy. Piece of cake. No big deal. Carpet. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yanked up the carpet, and I have figured out why Benny can go hours without having to take a pee. All the other dogs, you know, hour and a half, you got to let them out to go pee. Benny, it seems like half the day, he doesn't go pee. And I figured out what he's been doing. He hasn't been holding it. He's been pissing on the carpet. The amount of um, piss in that carpet was remarkable. In fact, when I was yanking it up, he had just like minutes before pissed. So I, I'm I'm hauling it out and it's dripping wet with dog piss. Well, figure that out. Gotta let him out more often, I guess. He never ever uh he just he you know, because you never like see him begging to go out. It's because he sneaks into the damn bedroom and pisses. Uh we are slowly but surely getting to a point where we will have no carpet in this house, and that cannot come soon enough because I mean, all he has left is the steps, our bedroom, and uh, Maddie's room. Everything else, slowly but surely, getting rid of the carpeting. So I get all that done on Saturday. And I don't know if this was because of uh, doing the work in the stumps, uh, pulling the stumps up. But um, Now, I've heard that there's a lot of this going around, but I haven't seen it. And I'll get to it in a second what exactly I'm talking about. But... Uh, I feel something crawling on me and I look and it's a damn tick and I'm laying in my bed. I'm laying in my bed watching Ozark. Fuck that show. And, uh, I I go, Oh, and I see it on my arm. It's a large tick. I go, okay. Uh, now, People have been saying to me, there's ticks everywhere. You got to spray. My God. And I haven't seen a one up until Saturday. When we're up north, it's even worse, they say. They say they're absolutely everywhere. Ticks everywhere. And again, I haven't seen one. I, uh, I like, lay the dogs down before they come inside. And I, I hold a, uh, a flashlight out. Never do I even see a tick. I'm like, this is all bullshit. There are no ticks. So... I was shocked as hell when I'm laying in my bed and I see a damn tick. And uh, I've never, um, I mean, I know what they are from looking at them, but I've never had a tick on me. I couldn't, I mean, at first I was like, what is this? And I was like, holy shit, this is a damn tick. And he's moving all over the place and he wants to find some meat to dig into. Now, I don't know if you know anything about ticks. I really don't either until I looked it up. But I think they burrow into your body and then they like consume the blood and then they back out, and then they uh, um, expand in size. And as they metabolize and digest your blood, uh, a full tick is like five times as big as a normal tick. 
And they also transmit Lyme's disease, which is a bitch from what I'm told. It is so not a picnic. It's very difficult to get rid of, a, a long, enduring treatment process, and it sucks. So I'm like, ah, tick. These things are a wonder of nature. I'll tell you this right now. Uh, proof that aliens exist. Ticks. Um, and here's why. Not only because of what I just said, but so it's crawling down my arm. I go downstairs with it on my arm and I go, all right. And I lay down a uh, piece of uh, a paper towel and I, I flick the tick onto it. And um, so then I'm going to kill the tick. So I take my thumb and I put it down on it and I push hard. And then I lift my thumb up and it has done nothing to it. It is impervious to... Now imagine if you and I are walking around and a creature that is a thousand times bigger than us is, is, is lumbering around and sees you or, you or I and takes its thumb and, and does what I just did to the tick to us. Oh my God, we'd be obliterated. This thing doesn't, it, nothing happens to it. All that pressure that I'm putting down on it, not a thing. So then I take, um, I grab a spoon and uh, I take the, the uh, you know, the uh, spot on the, where I'm, I'm, I'm actually putting pressure on it. And then I push down on the spoon to crush it. And I'm expecting to hear a little pop. And I lift it up. Absolutely nothing. It has done nothing to it. I'm like, what the fuck are we dealing with here? And why haven't they taken over the world? I have to take the edge of the spoon, pin the fucking thing down, and grind it until it cuts it in half. And even then... Everything's still moving. It's in half. I'm like, holy shit. Uh, I had no idea these things were so durable. Now I'm paranoid. I'm like constantly itching all the time now. Oh, dear God. Very, very strange. I'm just, I, I, I keep thinking about uh, my old pal Barton Dieters from Wood TVA. It wasn't a tick. It was a mosquito that killed him. Even that, uh, you know, the diseases that these things carry, the thing bit into him. Next thing, you know, three weeks later, he's, he's, in, he's in a coma. He ends up passing because he had uh, West Nile. Jesus. All right, there you go. That's a great start to the show. Uh, sorry about that, but... Um, yeah, be careful. Be careful of ticks. Do you have your dog on that medicine? You give it like every month. It's like a pill. And then if a tick or a flea gets on it and actually bites your, your animal, the, the the thing will die so that they don't like, uh, you know, continually multiply on your, on your dog or your cat or whatever the fuck. Definitely do that. All right. For those of you enjoying the show on Facebook, and YouTube, and Twitter, I am about to cut the cord, okay? What you need to do is go to twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live and hit follow. That way, you can see the rest of the show. And if you do that, uh, you'll have to put a username in there and shit like that. Um, it's all good. Once you do that, uh, every time I go live, it will let you know. So 
There you go. I'm going to say goodbye to you uh, for now, though. Thank you so much for enjoying this part of the show. The rest of it is available on Twitch. And if you ever want to download the audio podcast, wherever you download podcasts, just search Eric Zane Show, and then you'll get the audio podcast. Okay, there you go. Off and running. Okay. Twitch. And, of course, Facebook. Brought to you by... Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Thank you, Megan, Jamie, Eric, and of course, Bruce. You guys are awesome. Appreciate that. Uh, Twitter brought to you by Blue Frost IT and YouTube brought to you by my friends at My Policy Shop Insurance. Okay, we are less than one week away. Uh, one week away. God. One week away from the Eric Zane Show podcast, second annual Great Father's Day Shish Kebab Summit. Did this last year, doing it again this year. A little bit different last year. I actually brought four dogs to my dad's house uh, in the RV, not doing it that way this year, trying to save some money. Just going on Sunday with all of uh, everything we need for the great Father's Day Shish Kebab Summit. Uh, I'm excited about that. Go see your dad. I'm going to see mine. Trying to cherish every single moment. Being that dad is uh, 80, 88 now? 88 or 89? I think he's 88. I get it mixed up. These are going to be your forever. So don't let the moment pass by. Um, we'll be getting together. I invited uh, my brother Jim and his family. And I invited Norman Bummer, which is my uh, dad's first son from his first marriage. Essentially my half-brother. Not to mention I invited my um, step-family. So this is going to be awesome. I'm excited about this. Uh, Cannot wait to hang out. I'll have a full report in one week. All right. So a big weekend. A lot, a lot done. This is all in an effort to get this house in order for this. Diana's decided she's hosting a graduation party for a friend of the family. Like, yes, uh, have it over at our house. You know, one of those deals. I'm like, uh, okay, yeah. So I've got my marching orders. Also picked up dog poop over the weekend, trim bushes. I was all over it, man. We crushed it. I have for you right now the third installment because I keep seeing these. I don't, I don't go out of my way trying to find these, but I saw something that was so interesting to me. I have to share it with you. I like to de- describe these as another Eric Zancho podcast, Mind Melt. Mind Melt number three. I get it from a website called, I, I don't even know how to say this, Cora, Q-O-R-A, Q-U-O-R-A. People ask questions, like almost imponderable questions, and then experts weigh in with thoughts on it and like using their expertise to determine uh, an answer. And um, I forgot what I talked about with you um, talked with you about in the past week but there was a couple of them that were like uh about uh the vastness of the universe 
that I find always find to be exceptionally interesting. Oh, it was the one about the fastest thing that we have that travels through space. Uh, travels at like 150 some thousand miles an hour. How long would it take to travel? How many? What was it? How many years would it tra- uh, take to travel one light year or something like that? And it was some ridiculous number. If the earth were a grain of sand, like if the size of the earth were a grain of sand, then how big would the rest of the universe be in comparison? Okay. The distance to the moon would be 1.6 inches. This is going to be another thing that's going to uh, blow your mind about the size of the universe. Because though we're dealing with the earth being the size of a grain of sand, the size of the universe is still incredible, despite everything being smaller. The distance to the sun would be 50 feet. The distance to the planet Jupiter would be 78 meters. Now they're doing it in the metric system, so you'll have to wrap your brain around that. Distance to the planet Pluto, which is like the last of our planets or planetoids, would be 600 meters. One light year would be 950 kilometers. The distance to the nearest star would be 4,000 kilometers. The distance to the center of the Milky Way would be 25 million kilometers. Think about that. Everything is incredibly smaller. The earth, the size of a grain of sand, all these other distances. Still, to the center of the galaxy, the Milky Way, it would be 25 million kilometers. Distance to the closest galaxy to us, which I talked about last week, is known as Andromeda. The distance to Andromeda would be 2.4 billion kilometers, which I think, yes, if it were in regular size, is 2.54 million light years away. If the Earth were the size, uh, if the Earth was the size of a grain of sand, it would be 2.4 billion kilometers. Still, distance to the center of the Virgo supercluster, which, in real distance, is 65 million light years away. So you'd have to travel at the speed of light for 65 million years. If the Earth were the size, if the Earth was the size of a grain of sand, it would be 60 billion kilometers there are probably 10 million okay i said the virgo supercluster there are 10 million superclusters in the observable universe so we are still a big step away from the overall size that we're talking about digs uh digs distance to the edge of the observable universe which is 94 billion light years That would be 90 trillion kilometers 
almost 10 light years in the real universe. So if it were the size, Earth were the size of, the, of a grain of sand, it would still be 90 trillion kilometers. Scaling the Earth to a grain of sand, Pluto is a 10-minute walk. Local stars are a plane flight away. Our local group of galaxies fits in our current solar system, but the edge of the universe is way past the nearest star. A freaking big place. Just for fun, Jupiter would be the size of a large marble. The sun would be the size of a grapefruit. Beetlejuice would fill a large stadium. Mind melted. My God. I love it so much. Holy crap. Whew. The show is on Patreon when this one is get uh, when this one is over. PAT Patreon.com. P-A-T-R-E-O-N Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Uh, plenty more to talk about with everyday's show when we're wrapping it up. Five or ten bucks a month is all I ask for all of that content. The Patreon bonus, the insane asylum, the lost Zane recordings, smarter than a former drug dealer trivia, the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, which I think we'll do it Thursday of this week or on Thursday of this week. Check the schedule here just to be sure. Oh, that is uh, Jeffrey's birthday. Kidney uh, guy who got my kidney. He'd be dead by now. Otherwise. So I'm glad he's alive. Uh, it's it, it's good on my schedule. I'll have to check with uh, Ben himself. See if he's uh, okay with that. But uh, yeah, so five or ten bucks a month. If you want to sign up on the Patreon, your donation gets you all of that. And I call it a donation uh, because I'm just so incredibly grateful for all of the support that I've gotten on Patreon and, uh, it continues to grow. It is just spectacular. You guys have made my dreams come true. Thank you to be able to do this show for as long as I have, uh, without anybody, you know, looking over my shoulder, nitpicking, telling me what to do. It's absolutely incredible. Thank you. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. We're doing great things on there and I appreciate it. If you want, you can convert your monthly to a yearly, and then you get it at 10% off. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. And the open and live stream of this show today brought to you by Johnson Carpet One Floor and Home. Johnson Carpet One uh, Floor and Home Discount Outlet in West Michigan. Yes, this is a local sponsor. So uh, if you live far away, you're not going to be able to take advantage of these amazing deals. But if you are local, and you are installing flooring in the home, whether you're doing it or someone's doing it for you, which I think Bennett Flooring should do that for you, um, you need to get it cheaper. And there is a way to get it cheaper. The folks at the discount outlet, Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet, they buy the stuff by the truckload. And then uh, when it shows up there, 
They sell it to you for a lot less because they buy so much of it at one time. If you mention my name, you get an additional 10% off. Where are they? Right in the heart of downtown uh, Granville, Michigan, behind the Little Caesars, ugly tan building on the north side of the street, small red sign, it says Johnson's. Check them out. Say hello to Kent. Drop the E out of you. Josh, who doesn't listen. And, of course, Aram, who is another Armenian brother. Two people I know named Aram. That's amazing. Johnson Carpet One Discount Outlet. Thank you. The flooring that you buy, I want you to have it installed by Bennett Flooring Installation. Cheapest way to install flooring. Uh, Rip out the old stuff yourself. Call Bennett when you want the flooring installed professionally. 616-318-0167 in West Michigan. This is who you call. Uh, Get an estimate by having uh, one of the boys, Jacob or Jason, show up and measure the room, let you know how much it's going to cost to have that flooring installed. No muss, no fuss. Man, I'm telling you, they get it done quickly too. 616-318-0167. And by the way, in the past, well, less than one year, uh, the folks at Bennett have donated three flooring installs to three unbelievably amazing families who, um, this all, I had nothing to do with this. I just talked about it. Jacob and Jason said to me um, for, I believe it was Christmas. No, it was Thanksgiving, Christmas, and Easter. Around the holidays, they wanted to do the great flooring giveaway. So I just basically took emails from people who, um, you know, were describing why new floor would be, a new flooring install would be life-changing for them and really, really help them out. Um, And then I, I read them, I passed it along to them. And then they, without any questions, whatever, uh, they got the flooring from Johnson Carpet One and then they installed it all for free. And that is a 100% donation by them. Absolutely awesome. And I just saw the images because um, there was some um, logistic issues slowing down the Easter one, but it, it just finished up and uh, it looks fantastic. So thank you as always to Bennett Flooring Installation for being part of that. Okay. If you want to go see a comedy show, you got to call. Uh, you got to visit my friends at uh, fullhousecomedy.com. I'm curious how the D. Ray Davis and uh, Donnell Rawlings show went down. I know Big Dick Donnie was sweating that. I wonder if I can get him on here. He's probably hanging by the end of a rope because he was all worried about it. I don't know. I hope not. Can you imagine if his crying wife picks up and says, He's dead! Come on, Donnie. Uh, Norm Nixon Jr. is appearing all this week. Starting Thursday. On through uh, Saturday. And then uh, next week, Bobcat Goldthway. All right. Fullhousecomedy.com. If you want to go see a show. Your call has been forwarded to an audit. For God's sake. On. All right. It was um, a religious epiphany. This is what happens to me. I've explained this to you before. Uh, Occasionally, baby Jesus will tap me on the shoulder. And he's like, okay, 
you've had your fun. You've had your uh, your own your own version of rum rum springer. It's time for you to go back to church. Um, I drive right by where I go to church uh, every day when I'm going to the Y. And uh, since this is how it went for me, I took months. I was months away from going to mass, and then last November, second week in November, I uh, I went. And I had, I went, I had confession. And then after that, uh, father said, okay, I want you to go say, say the rosary. I go, okay, great. I'll do that. Uh, said the rosary. That's my penance. And, uh, I want you to think about uh, all the things that you're thankful for. Okay, great. I'll do that. Show up Sunday, go to mass. It's great. Back in, back on the winning team. And then I didn't go at all. I stopped. I mean, everyone's like, oh, welcome back. Welcome back. And then I went once and then that's it. So I'm like, uh, okay, so that was November. So December, January, February, March, April, May, June. So this might be the longest I've gone in my entire life without going to mass. So I'm like, I got to get back there, man. So then um, Saturday rolls around. I go, okay. Father lights the candle at three. Because he, when he goes into the confessional, he, uh, he lights a candle at the doorway. And if the candle's lit, then you know he's in there. Okay, so candle, he's going to light the candle at three. I got to be there. Uh, right when the candle lights. Sit down and tell him about my master's degree in masturbation. I know some of you are like, God, what the fuck? You have to tell him that? It's like talking to a doctor. And I, I've said this before. Whenever I, he's, he always has like, I think I do too well confessing. My confessions are too good. He's actually said to me, he goes, you might be the best confessor. In the eyes of the confessor. Great Joe Walsh song too. But, uh, you know, lay it out there. That's it. I know some of you just don't get it. You don't have to. Don't worry about it. Just just enjoy the story. I'm pulling out a stump, and it says 320. And I go, oh, no. It Confession is underway, and I am not there. So... If you're not in the house, you know, shortly thereafter, there's a line of people. And I'm wearing, you know, like a t-shirt. It's all filthy. I got boots on. I go, fuck it. I don't care. Jump in the car and I go. go walking in and uh, parish administrator, her name is Rhonda, is there. And she sees me and she's smiling. And she goes, did you get a postcard? fuck you talking about Rhonda? did you get a postcard in the mail i go a postcard like wish you were here like a postcard greetings from asbury park new jersey is that what you're talking huh i go uh uh no she goes oh i just pretend i didn't say anything then 
I go, okay. Uh, well, it's good to see you. I'm going to go sit down and examine my conscious conscience. And, uh, so then I sit down. There's some old timer to my right. There's an old timer to my left. Apparently, and one guy in, in with the priest, Father Colin, and uh, Irish Catholic. And I'm like, uh, apparently there's only four people in the parish who have committed sins. And this is the great mystery. Every single person that I will be sitting at mass with is a liar. Okay? They're all liars because they are all full of sin and they should go every damn week because from the moment you walk out of there you're on the clock and if you go a whole week without committing a sin you can then get communion the next week and i do not believe that all of those people are being sinless are you telling me, me and the old timer to my right and the old timer to my left and the dude in the thing, we are the only ones who have broken the rules? There is no way that's even possible. Okay? I think there's a difference in um, sin, too. There's, I think there's one called a venial sin and a mortal sin. I wonder what examples of a venial sin are. Examples of venial sin. Okay, examples of venial sins and mortal sins. From catholic.com. The catechism describes two main types of venial sin. First, one commits venial sin when, quote, in a less serious matter than mortal sin, he does not observe the standard prescribed by the moral law. In other words, if one does something immoral, but the matter is not serious enough to be gravely immoral, he commits only a venial sin. So this show has been going on for roughly 50 minutes so uh, yeah, there there is probably all, every single word of it has been a venial sin I'm guessing maybe maybe not for example deliberate hatred can be venial sin or mortal sin depending on the seriousness of the hatred okay so now I, I don't hate anyone The catechism explains hatred of the neighbor is a sin when one deliberately wishes him evil. Hatred of the neighbor is a grave sin when one deliberately desires him grave harm. All right, so if uh, Don over here, my neighbor, who I love him unbelievably, I love all my neighbors. See, I'm not sinning. If I said, oh, I hope, I hope Don falls off a cliff. That, wait a minute. That would be a mortal sin if I am wishing him grave harm. But otherwise, if I just say, I hope Don uh, slides off the cliff, hangs on, and is able to save himself or something like that. I don't know. That's a terrible example. 
Another example. Uh oh, here we go. Another example is abusive language. Oh, shit. Abusive language is forbidden by the fifth commandment, but could be a grave offense only as a result of circumstances or the offender's intention. Well, so are you telling me that if I say fuck, that I've done it again? There's a hyperlink here. Am I really not allowed to cuss or swear? Years ago, when I was a proud avionics technician in the Air Force, I made a decision to follow Jesus. I don't want to get into this. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm fucked. Profanities are hurtful. Blasphemous, vulgar, wicked, and uncouth. They are the worst things that can come from our mouths, and the Bible warns to the effect of this truth. Oh, I am screwed. Oh, no. Colossians chapter 3, verse 8. But now put them all away, anger, wrath, malice, slander, and foul talk from your mouth. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Let no evil talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for edifying as fits the occasion. Wait a minute. Hold on. This might be a loophole. Let no evil talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good for edifying as fits the occasion, that it may impart grace to those who hear. So if, wait a minute here. If I say I'm fucked, you know, that's... um. That might impart grace. You might be hearing it, and that might impart grace upon you. Maybe. James chapter 3, verse 10. From the same mouth come blessing and cursing. My brethren, this ought not to be so. Several verses from the New and Old Testaments warn of the destruction and crude, defiling language or even poor choice of words. Oh, Well, it looks like I got to go back Saturday again. Numerous examples. It says here, what about swearing? Occasionally, too, some will say we ought not to swear as in making oaths. This can get confusing when the Bible... I don't even know why I'm even going down this road. I'm a piece of shit. That's all there is to it. Well, anyway... Sorry, I got distracted from the heart of this story by realizing that I got to go to back to confession on Saturday for swearing. But here's the thing. I'm not going to stop swearing. This is what this is kind of like what I do on the show. I, I talk shit all the time. So, I mean, unless if I say I, I do declare, I do declare that my swearing is only for this show. And I have to do it in order to be a dumbass. You know, I'm not angry. I don't have any malice in my heart. I say it for effect. You know, it's uh, the 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 descriptive nomenclature of the Eric Zane Show podcast in order to make my ridiculous points about masturbation and things like that. And stupid things. You know? Shit. And then every time I say another one, I'm like, oh, there I go again. I'm such an asshole.
Okay, where was I? So I'm sitting there, 95-year-old guy to my right, 101-year-old guy to my left, dude in the booth, door opens, 95-year-old guy goes, and uh, he closes the door. Now I'm waiting, and I, I reach for my phone. I go, no, don't look at your phone, you stupid asshole. This is the examination of consciousness. Wait a minute. No, I said that wrong. Examination of conscience. I always get those mixed up. I'm like, okay. What did I do? Well, I touch my ding-dong uh, pretty much every day for the last seven months. Uh, I looked at dirty pictures. Uh, I uh, lost my temper. Quick to judge. I haven't been to mass. That's about it. Use uh, use your name in vain. I use your name in vain. Uh, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to march. This is he's used to it. Father Colin. He's like, oh, here comes here comes a beat off king of West Michigan. Have a seat. Sit on in front of him. I go, Father. He goes, Hello, Eric. How are you? I go, I'm not bad. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. No, actually, I start with Father, Son, Holy Spirit. And he's smiling at me. I go, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been seven months since I've been back here. In fact, Father, I sat down here in November, and I made a confession. Then I went to Mass the next day, and I haven't been back since. And I have no damn good reason why I did that. I just, it just happens. I just, I don't, I don't, I'm not at war with the church. I'm not having some personal struggle. I just didn't feel like going. He smiles. He says, did you get a postcard in the mail? From uh, Oliver Grable? Oliver Grable, he's a kid. What the fuck are you talking about? I go, no. Rhonda asked me the same question. What are you talking about? I didn't get a postcard. Now, he meant to say Joey Grable. You're like, who is that? What? Who's Grable? I go, no, I didn't. He goes, okay. So you just came here on your own? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. The Lord's working in you, Eric. I go, what? I go, yeah, I've been driving by here thinking I should come and figured I wanted to say hello. Okay. I go, so let me guess. You uh, made all the catechism kids uh, because attendance is low. Send them a uh, postcard that said, hey, I miss you. You know, you're like guilting them back into coming. And he didn't admit to it, but that, that's what they're doing. It's, it's, a, it's a pre-printed card, actually. I take it back. It's, 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 it's really sweet. And it says, hello, we know the pandemic has been hard on many people. You left, you, you know, you may have may been a long time since you uh, uh, came to Mass. We'd love to have you back. And what you do is, is then Joey then, and that is my godson, uh, Diane and I are his godparents. He's been going to mass with his mother and father. And, uh, there's a card, a postcard at, in the, uh, at, at mass. And you write dear, it says dear. And you put their name and he wrote, uh, auntie die and uncle Eric. And then the pre-printed words from the ma- uh, church saying, we know you've, uh, we missed you. We would love you to come back. And then signed and you put, write your name. It's kid writing, signed Joey. And I'm like, oh. so uh, he tells me that that's how I know what's up. And I go, well, I'll bet you any money. 
that because this is how this is going to work in the cosmic scheme of things, um, I'm going to go to my mailbox and it's going to be right there. It is. I know it is. And sure enough, it was. Now, I want to say that this is God working in some mysterious way. And Father even said, he said, the Lord is working in you again, Eric. He wanted you to come back to see me. And uh, I wanted to right then and there say, ah, no. Nope. Nope. Hey, look, I did not see your, your postcard. So this, I get full credit on this. No one made me do anything. That's a nice gesture. You guys guilting me back in. And I would have, had I opened the mailbox before I came here, I would have like, oh my God. And that it would have been effective. You, that is, you've done a good thing. You're going to get more people coming back to mass because of that. You know, it's one thing if the church tells you to come back, but if your fellow parishioner says, come on back, we want to see you back here at mass. It's probably going to make some people make the meter move, you know, and it would have for me. There's no doubt. However, that child gets no credit. The child gets no credit. Baby Jesus gets no credit. I get full credit. Um, so it's pride month. Side note, Diana is in a war. She's in a, uh, a war with the church. So I say she's uh, wheelbarrows full of wood chips. And I go, I'm going to confession. I don't approve of that. I'm like, what? I have a problem with the church. I go, okay. Well, I, I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just letting you know I'm leaving. Well, I have a problem with that. Why? Well, because uh, the church doesn't accept the gays. And I said, well, we've been through this before with Father Colin, and we've talked about that, but uh, maybe you need to talk to him again. Well, what about you? I go, well, what about me? She goes, well, you know, I have a problem with it. I go, well, I don't, give a sh- I don't give a shit if you have a problem with it. I'm not telling you you shouldn't have a problem with it. You do what you do. You be you and I'll be. How about? And I said to her, I go, she's putting on the wood chips. I go, how about you worry about Diana and I'll worry about Eric. I don't give a shit if you become a Satanist. That's yours. This is, this is me. I'm worrying about Eric. You worry about Diana. Put the wood chips down. I'll, do you, are you telling me how to pull out the stumps? No, I go, am I telling you how to put down the wood chips? No, I go, great. Well, apply that to this scenario right here. Goodbye. I'm off. Okay, so I reveal all this stuff to Father. I go, all right, pud pounding, porno, all this. Haven't been him. Okay, postcard, no. All right, Jesus is working in you, Eric. Okay, thank you. Act of contrition. Do my act of contrition. He uh, puts his hands up, forgives me, and I bless you and forgive you. You have absolved you of your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, he says, well, I want you to go out into the, uh, into the, um, uh, what do you call it? 
the main church uh, and and uh, reflect on all the things you are grateful for this past week. Very simple. No problem. Um, and then I say to him, you got a problem with Diana. What's the matter? I go, she doesn't want to come to church. And she says it's because the church hates gays. And he looks, he squints up his eyes. I go, I know. I told her it's not that simple. He goes, no, it's not that simple. He's half annoyed. I go, well, look, I'm just a messenger. Don't get pissed at me. You're going to have to talk to her. He goes, I'd love to talk to her. Call the office, get some time, and we'll hang out. Sounds great, Father Calvin. Walk out. There's Rhonda again. I go, postcard. He talked about the same thing. I said to her, I go, I'll bet you it's in the mailbox right now. It was. She gives me a big hug. Saw her on Sunday. Awesome. Did I go into the main church and sit there for a few minutes and ponder about the things that I'm grateful for? Of course not. I went right out the door. I, th- this is how stupid I am. This is I'm the worst. I get into my car and I go, yes, free of sin. Yeah, let's go. Shit, yeah. I put it in a drive. I start driving out. And boom. I remember I did not do what he told me to do. I parked the car, put it right in a parking spot. And I'm sitting there in the church parking lot, my eyes closed, car running. Look at the one eye open. Look at the clock. It says uh, uh, 3.50. Okay, close my 3.53. I open it up. Good enough. Gone. Go home. Tell Diana the story about the postcard. And, uh, you know, I'm making it seem like it's cosmic. It's not. I called the mom of the kid who sent it. That would be Nikki. She's awesome. Told her the story. I said to her, I go, Father Colin wants, I said to Don, Father Colin wants to see you. He knows that you're pissed off. And uh, he'd love to talk to you. And he'd love to see you tomorrow. She goes, well, I can't, I can't take communion. I go, well, I know. Just do it the way you're supposed to do it. You just go up there with your hands over your over your uh, crossed over your chest and you don't get communion. He blesses you. I get I get communion because right now I am sin free. What's it like to be in the presence of a forgiven man and you are a sinner. Uh, You get to walk up. You don't get communion because you're so you're dirty, filthy scum right now. And I am sin free. I will, I will taste Christ. I ate Christ. It was awesome. Oh my God. What a weekend. All right. That story took a lot out of me. I'm not going to lie. I got to go potty. And I need a drink. Got to fix my sock. Got my sock on. Yes. I spend the weekend. um, You know how like when your phone, the battery gets low, you have to charge the battery. My foot, when I was working this weekend, after like, an hour of being on my feet was aching so bad. I would have to go and charge my foot. That's what I would say I was doing. Put my foot in my little sling here. Uh, and then it would feel better. And then I could continue on with my work. It's the only way I was able to do it. And I got my run workout in my long run on Saturday. Now my long run is not Mike ball level. It was only four miles. Mike ball dominated what I see, the Grand Rapids Triathlon, I should try to get his fat ass on here and ask him how the race went. So you guys hang there, okay? 
you you sit there and talk amongst yourselves, and I have to go take a potty break. Okay. I'll be right back. Did you all know? Excuse me. There is a birthday lady in the house. A birthday girl who somehow has figured out how to turn back the hands of time. You heard about making a deal with the devil. I think she made a deal with Father Time. We would be remiss if we didn't take significant time, like three or four hours, to acknowledge the day of birth to the Duchess of New Jersey, who is celebrating her big day today. It's very important that we all wish her a happy birthday. How is it that no one has sent along a cameo for her? In fact, I think everyone within the sound of my voice should reach out to me so that I spend the rest of the day doing cameos. There should be two or 300 at least by the time this show gets done. Cameo.com slash Eric Zane so that I can say happy birthday to her in all these different ways. And then you can take the cameo and send it to her. My God. Happy birthday to the Duchess of New Jersey. Um, you've, I don't I have no idea how old you are. You might be, uh, like 18 or 99. It's a mystery because you've somehow managed to foil father time. And that is good. That means you will be with us forever. God bless you and happy birthday. Okay. That's, uh, that's a big love fest for the day and rightfully so. It is deserved. Friend of the show, the beloved Mike. Speaking of beloved, Mike Ball. Mike Ball State. Peddler of sugar. I warned him that I was calling. You know, I, I opened up the uh, package of strawberry shortcakes. Good man. What a good man. Yeah, I got after it. In fact, what's crazy is I had real... What are you doing? What the fuck is um, going on? I had to get inside my truck here, so I don't have Shit. extracurricular noises. Uh, I, believe it or not, Diana actually made real strawberry shortcake. I finished that yesterday after dinner and then had one of your strawberry shortcakes. Nice. It's like so a, this is a new week. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I wanted to, I wanted to, I really, it was looking so spectacular that I had to, you know? So I, I, I went after it full bore. So will this be the week that you pass Kevy and wait? No, I'm actually down. I'm actually down. I, I, you know, when this all started, I was about 185. I'm down to about 176 right now. Oh, you're getting lean and Yeah, I know. I know it. So something, something's going on. I have no idea. But uh, this isn't about me, Mike. This is about you. You did a half iron yesterday in beautiful Grand Rapids. 
It was a beautiful day, actually. I saw 35 minutes coming out of the water. That's a pretty strong swim, Mike. That was disappointing. Yeah. Disappointing. Really? Yeah, my swimming is not there this year, so. 35 minutes for 1.2 miles, and you're disappointed? Yes. I, I thought I saw you were like one of the top people in your age group coming out of the water, though. Yeah, should have been faster. Okay. Uh, you took about seven minutes recovery. How come so – is it is it a long distance between transition and the water? Remember how you how they used to have it set up on that road? Yeah. Now they moved it to that park at the end of the street. So oh. you get a good – you get quite a run in just to get down to transition. Yeah, that's a long run. Uh, okay, and then you're on the bike. Any any uh, um, uh, extraordinary things happen on the bike that slowed you down? Just not a good bike. I was I couldn't get comfortable. I was bouncing around in my saddle. It was just not a not a good run. Any, not a good bike. Any any pains? Uh, I've been having like my right side. I think I'm getting old. Like everything's been tight for the last year or so, and so it kind of seized up. My right shoulder was kind of hurting on the swim. So then the whole time on the bike trying to get arrow, everything was tightening up. My back, my whole right shoulder, my right side, my hip. So any, I was just trying to get comfortable yeah. and it never could. Any accidents from some of the other competitors? Did go flying off the bike? I did not see anybody. I had nothing. Because occasionally somebody, somebody will get greased by a car or maybe hit a goose or something. Where did, I think you did. The, I think it might have been the year you hurt yourself at uh, – the one down in Kalamazoo in the woods where the guy the guy that was leading the bike ran over a cone coming into transition and had to get carried away in an ambulance. I do was re- that the year you were there? Yeah, I do remember that. The guy hit the fucking cone. Yes. Yeah. Um, okay, run. You were you looked like you got stronger as the run went on. I had an okay run. Not what I wanted, but I, I'm I'm mildly pleased with the run. Well, yeah, you finished like it was about eight eight twenty a mile for a thirteen for half half marathon, somewhere in that neighborhood. That's strong, Mike. You're going to be tough to beat again, and you're and that uh, and you're not I'm happy. Money on you. Oh bullshit! And you're not happy with that. I am not happy with that. I am a fat slob right now. Okay, so is today? Are you on the wagon today? Uh, we're going to get back on the wagon today. You know, we've been a little stressed with work last night and this morning and yeah. behind on some things. So once, once we get all this straightened out today and get, get caught up, then we're back on the wagon. Then, then it's game on, man. Then, then I'm yeah. for you. You, you keep describing yourself as we, and we're going to get, is there, do you have a team of people that are helping you? I do. I do. Okay. All right. Well, that's good. It's good to have a team. Uh, Mike, yes. I kind of have my own team as you. Uh, uh, gave me this sock again, this uh, this Strasburg sock. I can't tell you how helpful it's been. I'm glad to hear that. I, the last thing I want to do is hear your excuse. No, Thanks. you're right. You're right. There will be no excuse. I, You know what? At least this is what needs to happen at the half marathon. I need to not embarrass myself. I probably won't win, but, I mean, that was embarrassing. That I barely finished that race. I thought that last half mile with you was kind of fun. I enjoyed oh, it. Uh, there was, yeah, for you it was. There were little old ladies that were that were kicking my ass, Mike. <laughs> the best part ever is that video where we're running, and I'm using air quotes on running, and that lady, if you watch the video closely, the lady walks and passes behind us, heading to the finish line, and all she's doing is walking, going at a faster rate. 
and we were moving. So fuck. That's, that's Evan horrible. Still about that. Uh, your thoughts on uh, Fart Mike on the Eric Zancho podcast? That's been a big, uh, big saga for the past month. Rick um, yeah, lost his mind about it. What were your thoughts? What are your thoughts about uh, the Fart Mike? Well, I'm a 12 year old at heart, so I, truthfully, I enjoy it. What I'm really rooting for is the day that you just shit yourself when you're trying to do it. You're trying to push one out and. You just go full blown Colin Brown and right. just blast one there, and yet we have to hear the uh, intro music while you go shower yourself. Right, I have so. to I have to so walk you know, out and go change my underwear. Yes, that that. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else burning on your brain that you'd like to talk about today? Uh, oh, we, we got to give a big shout out to Joe Pellerito, man. He, uh, I think he did two races this weekend. There, he crushed it. I did not know that. Uh, he did two uh, because at that venue they have uh, Olympic triathlons. They have uh, well several going on. Yeah, right? they split it now. So he, I think he did the sprint on Saturday and then the Olympic on Sunday. I saw him on the. He kind of had a little little hamstring cramp there on Sunday, but then he he got it back together. He finished strong. So that's yeah, awesome. He, he's, quite, he's he's quite the guy these days. Yeah, he's uh, he, he's kind of dive dove right in. That's 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 excellent. I'm happy to hear that. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, uh, really okay. good. I uh, hope you have a hope you have a good week. Sorry that you uh, are a little down on yourself. Um, yeah, I think we're like 17, 18 weeks away from our big race. Yeah, it's it's time to pull it together. Time, okay. Time to uh, we'll get after it. You're gonna have to figure that shit out. Father's Day's coming up. I want to wish you a happy Father's Day. Uh, kind of like as as we approach it. Okay. Cool, you too, man. Evan and Carter are your kids' names. They are, actually. I know that. I know that now. Yes. All right. Let's have a good one. Uh, see you, man. Dodgers suck. Fuck you. Ah, screw you. There you go. Mike Ball. Yeah, I think he did great. He's like, oh, I'm fat. I'm terrible. Oh, I don't know about that, man. Jesus. Okay. Moving on. A woman named Virginia Hayden never reported her husband is missing. He was dead. She continued to collect his social security benefits. Um, to the tune of $113,000, roughly over six years. People kept calling the house saying, where's Thomas? Like friends of the family and relatives. And uh, she's constantly saying for years, he doesn't want to talk to you. He's busy. Or actually, he couldn't have been that busy. He had uh, Lou Gehrig's disease and uh, whatnot. Finally, um, well, cops in the area, at the time, they didn't know what was going on. They, uh, you know, those, um, types of devices where you can put like, uh, uh, meat and then, um, the device shrinks, the pulls all the air out of it. And, and, uh, it's a food saver vacuum sealed product. You ever see those? I always like watching those commercials. Like I want to try that. Uh, you know, you can vacuum seal your food and it lasts a lot longer. Well, cops found a vacuum sealed uh, c- 
container on the side of the road, but it didn't have a stake. It had a guy's scalp along with his ponytail. So a, a dude, j- just the scalp and the ponytail was vacuum sealed in a container on the side of the road somewhere in the community of Conewago Creek in Dover Township, PA. Police are like, what the fuck is this? Long story short, that was the scalp of the woman's husband. She eventually, uh, well, a witness, a person she was talking to, one of her kids revealed that um, she had said to them that she fed them to the pigs her pigs, and that pigs eat everything except for hair. So she threw the dude into the pig thing, and then you ever see the show Deadwood Woos Pigs? The pigs are, but and you wonder, like, boy, how do those bodies disappear? They eat everything bones, knuckles, face, teeth, feet, dicks. They eat it all. The pigs ate the dude, and then she took the scalp. Now, why she vacuum-sealed it and threw it on the side of the road, I don't know. Um, But when police investigated, they actually found the food saver vacuum sealer inside of the home. Uh, She was arrested, charged, um, and... Obviously, she was involved. She fed the, now whether or not she killed the guy, I don't. I don't think so. But uh, the guy might have just died, and then she threw him in the pig thing so that she can get the money. According to a search warrant obtained by a local TV station, uh, Hayden was very close with her grandson and once gave him a credit card in Thomas Hayden's name. He allegedly told investigators he was in high school at the time, and it was just free money to him. The warrant also said they allegedly had conversations about the disposal of bodies. Virginia informed Michael, if you feed a person to pigs, they eat everything but the hair. Oh, my God. So here you go. Now, if you're going to be... This is what I would expect someone to look like if they did something like this. This is this is her. Look at that. She fed her husband to the pigs. Ugh. In a way, you know, I kind of give her credit. Um, if I mean, that's at least trying. I mean, she was so close. Why in the world would she vacuum seal the skull, the scalp, and then throw it by the side of the road? There's about a billion things you could do with that. You could burn it. Hell, you could you could freeze, you could dry it, and and and, and make a lamp out of it. it would be better than fucking throw it out of the side of the road what the fuck is wrong with you i don't know it might have just been some sick twisted perversion or something like that but uh he's definitely dead and she's definitely going to prison holy cow uh thanks again to the kent county health department accesskent.com slash health they are an amazing group over there uh making sure that the people in the community have what they need when it comes to uh services for immunizations for your kids, uh, the WIC program, and during this being HIV 
Awareness Month, all the testing that you need if you suspect that something's a little weird. Accesskent.com slash health. You can see a list of all their services on the website. And, uh, you know, they, they want to touch on HIV testing being that this is uh, HIV Awareness Month. Uh, if you end up going for a long period of time without a test, there is a possibility that you could expose someone else to that. And um, though not a death sentence these days, uh, if treated like it was in the past, still, that is something that you want to be aware of, especially if you have a loved one that you um, that you care very deeply about. You want to be careful with that. I know this is a, a, a touchy subject to be sure, but still the Kent County health department wants to make sure that you are aware of all the things at your disposal that you can utilize access. Kent.com slash health is their website. What are you doing over there? Bruce. I hear him sniffing around. I don't know what the hell he's up to. Um, so thank you to the Kent County health department for being on board with the show and allowing me to talk about all of their initiatives that they have. Of course, info on the WIC program, and immunizations too on the website. WIC program, especially important because the last thing that you want to do is not feed your kids. And um, yeah, I understand times are tough or maybe times uh, tough for you. They can make sure that you have everything so that you are at least fed. Hell, you pay into this your entire life. You might as well, if you need it, utilize it for as long as you can and you should. That's one of the perks of living in the good old U.S. of A., do you think that in some of these shithole countries, they have something like the WIC program? Fuck no, they just shoot you. God bless A&E Heating and Cooling. I think Joe Martinez is here. I see him there. HVAC 71. Thank you. Uh, Joe is um, working hard to make sure that your air conditioner is running in tip-top uh, order. Get a tune-up. 79 bucks. Okay, don't call those pain-in-the-ass slobs with uh, the the nerds playing fucking tennis and being annoying with their stupid mother screaming at them. Oh, my boys and Jacob says to go for the goal. Shut up. Go for the goal and call my boys and Jacob says <laughs> If you need a new AC installed, call Joe. He's going to install the Comfort Maker brand. Some of you might have a unit that's just old. Maybe it's uh, you're retrofitting a home. Maybe it's new construction. Call Joe Martinez at A&E Heating and Cooling, 616-516-8579. While I'm at it, Blue Frost IT, the managed IT service provider for the Eric Zancho podcast. 616-285-50. If you need a tech upgrade at your business, do not do a tech upgrade on your own. Make sure that the tech that you are purchasing fits the needs of the business. That requires a 30-minute conversation, a uh, 30-minute free consultation with uh, my friends at Blue Frost IT. Start there, okay? 616 200 8550 or email them info at bluefrostit.com. Okay. Um, I don't know if you heard about this uh, story about 
there was a pride celebration in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, which I think is just a fantastic community. I was, I'd planned to do an Ironman triathlon there. I never did do it, but I've, I've read about Coeur d'Alene. It's just magnificent. Uh, so, you know, typical pride parade. Everybody's uh, doing their thing, having a good time. I think Grand Rapids has a pride event going on this weekend, which I'm very disappointed that I cannot participate in because uh, I've got something going on. Wait a minute. What is going on? Is this Saturday? No, I can participate. I'm going downtown. Yeah. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to hang out with the gays. Well, anyway. And then uh, all these racist nationalist uh, bigots are getting together in a U-Haul van uh, wearing their, uh, uh, with their faces covered up to go in and beat the shit out of people. And somebody at a gas station sees them like mobilizing just outside of the downtown area. They got shields and shit and they're going to go and beat the fuck out of gay people, you know? And, uh, Somebody calls the cops on these fucks and uh, they ended up getting arrested. This is fantastic. I love this story. We'll get into it right here. Breaking down. I don't think this would have been as successful had we not had one extremely yeah. citizen who saw something that was very concerning to them. See? See something, say something. That's what you do. That, that's my call 911. That's what I do. And reported it to us. Good evening, I'm Corey Howard. We do begin with some breaking news tonight out of Coeur d'Alene. Where Look at these dudes. Look at them. <laughs> oh, sorry, sir. Look at this. This is the actual arrest. They're all masked up with uh, glasses over their eyes. These coward fucks. From the Coeur d'Alene Pride Festival. Our Tana Kelly joins us live from Coeur d'Alene right now. Tana, you've been on this from the beginning. What are police saying now? Yeah. Corey, it was all because a concerned student alerted Coeur d'Alene police that a quote-unquote small army of men with white masks were entering a U-Haul headed for downtown. Police then stopped that U-Haul and found 31 individuals with riot gear inside. Here are some pictures and videos we have of those individuals. What <laughs> was described by the caller as a small army. This guy's shirt, Reclaim America. Ugh. Army CDA police found shields, shin guards, a smoke grenade. However, police say no guns were found. They did arrest all 31 individuals on charges of conspiracy to riot. Police later found out those individuals were affiliated with Patriot, Patriot Front because of the insignia on their clothing. Most of the individuals were from outside of the state, from Texas, Utah, Idaho, Colorado, Illinois, Arkansas. See, this is what I mean. Terms like patriot, uh, freedom, shit like that. It just it's it's now associated. If you're a person that loves things like the word patriot and things like freedom, you should be pissed at these idiots because they are you're you're now lumped in with them. You know, even so far for me personally, and I'm being totally honest with you here. Like, if I see some guy driving in his monster truck with uh, 10 American flags attached to his vehicle, to me, that guy is 
like these guys, okay? A fucking terrorist. I know that that sounds insane, but it's because I've seen all of this shit so long, for so long that I, 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 I'm lumping them all in. They might not. They might just be a freedom-loving guy who likes having flags, but in my mind, I stay away from those people. In my mind, that's a crazy idiot who wants to overthrow the government like Ryan Kelly stomping around the Capitol. That's what I think. So Wyoming, Washington, Oregon, Virginia so far. Now, I, I don't even like my neighbor putting his flag up on a flagpole. It's gotten to a point where it's so bastardized that I think we might even need a new flag at some point. Did talk to people with the protest um, over in McCurin uh, Park today uh, with Panhandle Patriots, the one who were. Yeah, there's another group there called Panhandle Patriots, which I'm pretty sure they don't mean like a panhandler. I think that that has something to do with uh, motorcycles. I think that's a, a kind of a motorcycle, like a Panhandle Harley Davidson. Isn't that right? Which is fucking terrible, too. Uh, with Panhandle Patriots, the one who were actually protesting Pride in the Park. They were saying these guys were not a part of their peaceful protest. The Panhandle Patriots like, no, no, no. We're assholes, too. But we're not as big of assholes as them. Yes. Now, the police chief said he's just glad these guys were arrested before anything could happen. In my opinion, I would gladly arrest 31 individuals who are coming to riot in our city for a misdemeanor rather than have them participate in some sort of seriously disruptive event, which is exactly what they were planning in downtown area. And it was so, you know, you see them with all their gear and they had uh, shin guards and shields and uh, whatever. That's about it. Um, they weren't looking to shoot up the place. They were probably just there to act tough. That's my guess. Uh, and if anyway, anybody did try to take liberties with them, they would be able to defend themselves. I'm, I'm being fair here. Um, so these are no felony charges. This is a simple misdemeanor. In fact, they all bonded out for $300. Okay. It, it, it looks worse than it is with the gear on and, and the, and the shields, but it's, this really isn't that big of a deal. They're still assholes. There's no question. It wasn't just City Park that they were planning to ride in. There was some other information they were planning on going down Sherman, for instance. Um, so preventing those guys are lucky that the police arrested them because if it would have gone, it could have very well have gone worse. Where then someone gets hurt and then it turns into a full-on uh, uh, battle, if you will. And they were prepared for that. You know, I don't know. They're lucky that that's that they were caught before it got out of hand. A riot by arresting 31 people with the misdemeanor. I will gladly do that every day of the week. Now, the group was all in all cooperative. Today, we did see more arrests. Besides the 31 arrested in the U-Haul, we saw uh, two other people arrested for misdemeanor charges, including disorderly conduct at City Park, as well as three warnings during the Pride Fest at City Park. Uh, but for now, we're going to keep you updated. Live in Coeur d'Alene, Tana Kelly, back to you, Corey. Hey, Tana, real quick before we let you go here, 31 people arrested all at once. Did police say anything about when they might be making their first court appearances? Of course, 31 people, that's a lot for them to handle with those misdemeanor charges. They are still booking those individuals as we speak, but Coeur d'Alene Police Chief did say hopefully they will. there will be a court appearance on Monday. Corey? 
Thank you very much, Tana. So digging a little deeper now, who exactly is the Patriot Front? The Southern Poverty Law Center lists them as a white nationalist hate group yeah. founded in 2017 in the aftermath of the deadly Unite the Right rally in Charlottesville, Virginia. As we heard from law enforcement in North Idaho, as we heard from Tana as well, they have members across the country. Again, many of those arrested today seem to... Some of them are listening right now. ...come from out of town from more than 10 states, including... You know who you are. Arkansas, Utah, and the organization's home state. Don't act, don't act like it's not true. Come on. ...of Texas. The Panhandle Patriots, a North Idaho motorcycle club, met for a peaceful protest in McEwen Park. I like how they uh, they have to go to this guy from Panhandle Patriots so he can basically explain uh, the racist shit that they're into. Earlier this week, the group announced their protest using rhetoric. That's another thing. You see this backs the blue? Whenever I see someone, I, sorry, because uh, I know some of you are like, well, wait a minute, how can that be? Anybody who does the back the blue thing, that's become bastardized as well. What should be a good thing, because so many assholes support things like this, it's become tainted in my eyes, for me personally, because of uh, all the bullshit that surrounds whenever someone there's protests there's always some guy saying yeah back the blue i hate black people that seem to call for violence saying quote we actually intend to go head to head with these people a line must be drawn in the sand however wait a minute hold on a second let me back up here Arkansas, utah and the organization's home state of texas the Panhandle Patriots, a North Idaho motorcycle club, met for a peaceful protest. Uh, mo- motorcycle club. Translation. Gang. In McEwen Park earlier this week, the group announced their protest using rhetoric that seemed to call for violence, saying, quote, we actually intend to go head to head with these people. A line must be drawn in the sand. However, today. I think, wait, we want to go head to head with the gays or go ahead head to head with the other group that calls themselves the Patriots protests remain peaceful so ultimately you know my position of being here is to support especially you know this this community and yeah it's a pride parade just fucking go and do your own thing why do you have to be there just to piss people off that's what you're there for in standing for their rights standing for their traditional values yeah but you're not discriminated against okay so basically, gay people who've been discriminated, well, every day since they since gay began, okay, uh, that they're getting together and saying, hey, we're proud of being gay. So why, don't, why do you have to be there to, to defend traditional values? Why? How are you discriminated against? As conservative Christians, uh, I think. Oh, God, fuck you. As for the festival itself, attendees at Coeur d'Alene Pride in the parks. I am so supportive of gay people these days that I think I want to become gay. This year's festival was the biggest they have ever seen. The event was put on by the North Idaho Pride Alliance with food, performances, and more than 50 booths from local artisans and businesses to enjoy. Despite the protesters, many people who went say they were unfazed. Well, I, I feel it's a bigger turnout than ever. <laughs> this guy's name is Glam. 
<laughs> Glam is awesome. Like we, uh, we haven't really had pride in Coeur d'Alene for too long. The Constitution, uh, it guarantees freedom of speech. It guarantees freedom of self, freedom of and from religion. I think we need less rights for the protesters. I think more rights for the gays, less rights for the assholes. And uh, for people that's... This is going to be a topic on the Boomer Bunker podcast about how uh, more rights for gays, less rights for any group that has Patriot in their title. That support us, great. For those that don't... I'm surprised we don't see Jamingo... Come up behind this guy and Cole Cockham. It's your right to do so, but you also have no right to oppress us. There you go. There you go. And you have no right to not speak with a lisp. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Oh, my God. Can you believe two groups? One was uh, uh, arrested. The other group was just there to be assholes with other assholes spent an entire beautiful Saturday doing that shit when they could have been fishing, camping, going on a stupid motorcycle poker run and other stupid shit that bikers do. Oh my God. What a bunch of assholes. Oh, fucking terrible. I might get my ass kicked. All right. Let me uh, reach out to the Queen of the Forest again one more time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, did she leave me? Oh, come on. Well, that failed miserably. All things gay this week. All right. Can you imagine if your mother, when you're 14 years old, walked into your room and said, uh, honey, uh, I, I want to do something. I want to um, spread the word about having sex for the first time. And I want to tell you about what you need to expect when it comes to sexuality. And I'm going to teach you how to masturbate. And then I'm going to teach you where to put your ding dong and what you can do with your fingers. And I'm going to teach you about face sitting and things like that. Uh, what do you say? And then we turn it into an app and, uh, Turn it into like a, uh, a, a a class for young people so that they can know what's up. That's what these two are doing. Look at this mom who's in this awkward pose by the water here with her arm around one of her kids. And and she did just that. Here's, here's uh, another image right here of her with her two kids. She has taught them how to have sex. And she's uh, gone out of her way to destigmatize it. Now, um, in a lot of ways, that should be good. 
That should be good because now these young people and uh, let's see, what are their ages? I don't know. I think one's like 12 or 13 and the other one's like 15 maybe um, in, you know, in the prime of adolescence. She has um, taken it upon herself to consult with them and they have created an app that is basically a um, first-time sex starter kit that she's calling it, designed for teens thinking about losing their virginity and isn't afraid to focus on pleasure. So it's like actually uh, they've come up, they've they've uh, joined forces, the mom and the kids, about how to have the best time having sex so that it's not awkward and stupid and... So very frank discussions have taken frank uh, discussions have taken place between her and her kids, and she's come up with this this, I guess a, a class about how to do it. Now I'm taking this right from uh, the article. Teens can get instant access to advice on oral sex, hand jobs, fingering vaginal and anal penetration, consent, and more. And the article uh, says we're not talking from Pornhub, but from a new first-time sex starter kit designed by a mom and her sons. (laughs) Wow. Boy, the uh, breaking down of walls here is really uh, happening Uh, I, I I can only guess that there's only been a handful of times in, in history that a mom and, and sons have had this type of extreme dialogue. I mean, because for me, if my mother ever wanted to be that open with this type of thing with me, I would throw myself into a wood chipper. You know, um, most parents do not ever... Uh, you know, get into it too much with their kids. Um, very little was said between, well, nothing was said between my parents and me. No one said a word. It was all, you'd pick it up in the reproductive health class in school. But at, by that point we had already figured out our quote unquote special purpose. Uh, and, and we discovered that we were getting boners. And if you touch them just the right way enough, a little bit goo will come flying out of it. So that's it. You know, you kind of like figure it out on your own. Well, she's like, no, you, you shouldn't have to deal with it that way. The kit, which teens can access via the free sex education app called comma K A M A is designed to demystify sex for those considering doing it for the first time. In a lot of ways, this is very good because if young people pick up how to have sex with pornography, which we didn't have access to when I was a kid, uh, like the way you can now, it creates, in my opinion, and what most people agree is a volatile expectation for this type of function, which can be destructive, you know, because... You know, if a 14-year-old suddenly is putting the chick in a rear naked choke while he's pounding her, um, I mean, that's that's horrible. You don't want to do that. I mean, that's, uh, holy shit. Uh, in place of textbook terms, 
The language echoes the way teens actually talk, and the content is not afraid to focus on pleasuring and well-being, topics often left out of sex education at school. The concept is the brainchild of mom, entrepreneur Chloe McIntosh, best known as the co-founder of furnishing company Made.com. So basically, she was already... um, Uh, made her fortune in that industry and said, you know, we should do this like a side project. But she indicates the biggest influence on its content have actually been her two teenage sons, 16 year old Felix and 14 year old Elliot. So am I, is she like saying, so uh, uh, what's the best hand position for beat off time? I mean, is she actually having that discussion with them? The kit takes the form of a 20-part video series where Felix sits down with sex coach Aaron Michael. There they are right there. It's a still shot to ask some of the questions teens have about intimacy. They chat about everything from dry humping to, quote, how to use your penis inside. God. Oh. I don't, it just seems, I mean, I would think that the 14 year old, that takes a lot of nerve to have that type of discussion about something so, so sensitive with anyone. At the age of 16, according to this article, according to the website, many of us <clears throat> would have rather eaten slugs than have an open conversation about losing your virginity. But um, the mom, Macintosh, started working on the app in lockdown when both her sons were at home and says it helped to create a sex-positive environment. (laughs) Come on, man. There were sex books everywhere, toys, gadgets. We also had to film the app content at my home. So after the initial period of resistance, Felix and Elliot started to become more used to the topic and speaking about it became more and more normal. Today we're going to talk about going down on a girl when she's having a period. Elliot, start us off. Oh, no, Mom! Sex was never spoken about when I grew up. It was not really present, and so I found it really interesting to be more open and curious. Here's a uh, another screenshot from the app. You might have to squint to see it. Before sex, here's some context. What to expect from this series. Why we made this series. Getting started. Look at this one. A guide to fingering. How to train your fingering stamina. Fingering do's and don'ts. Tips to enjoy getting fingered. <laughs> Intro to anal play. Top three anal sex myths. I think we need to call our sex expert on the show, the multi-talented Amanda, and see what she thinks about all of this. Hey, Siri. Mm -hmm. Call anal. I'm sorry. Damn it. Fuck that up. 
Hey, Siri. Call Amanda Dildo. Calling Amanda Dildo. She's like, oh no. I totally saw this coming. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Can you hear me all right? Yeah, you sound great. You sound great. Okay, good. Okay. When, you, when you were growing up, did your mom or dad ever talk to you about fingering? No, but it's that's kind of more of a sensitive subject for me, considering I was abused by my peers. Well, you didn't need to bring that up. Why? 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 Well, you, I'm why, just saying. I'm just saying. Move on to something different. Well, most people just say no or yes. You'd have to tell me about your abuse, you fuckhead. No. I, anyway. It's not good. It's not good to ask me for an example, but... Gotcha, gotcha. So, if you were growing up, or, you know, okay, with you as a mother, did you ever say to your daughter, hey, let's talk about getting plowed? Um, this is going to put her, she's going to be so mad at me. When she was 12, she asked me for a vibrator. Oh, wow. So... Okay, so I guess maybe maybe I'm just the one who was more buttoned up. I mean, I, I could not imagine having a conversation with my mom and dad about anything sexual. Yeah, I I, I, I asked her why, and then, of course, she just said, well, I don't know what all this fuss is about, because at that point in time, I was selling them. And uh, I offered her a couple books to read, and I said, read this, and if you're still interested, we can talk. But... I was very disappointed and still am in the sexual education that the kids get. What if, uh, see, because this app is all about, is more about pleasure. So there's probably a section on it about jizzing on someone's face. So is that okay? I say, trying to, trying to find my words well, um, (laughs) The more you know, the better. But as I was saying in the chat, you need to know the opposite side of it, the consequences, especially of doing this as a child. Yeah, if you, yeah, you could get it in someone's eye. No. <laughs> I heard that burn. <laughs> no. um, <laughs> okay. Well. No, I just mean, I mean, pleasure is good. Pleasure is always right. good. Now there's a section. And, and oh, sorry. everybody should be aware of what, you know, ple- what pleases themselves. However, again, if you're going to give the education on how to do it, you got to give the education on the consequences, such as pregnancy and uh-huh. disease. Okay. Uh, there's a section in the app about intro to anal play. Do you think young people should be, uh, should have, that they should discuss that, you know? I would rather them have the information than try it on their own yeah. and uh, have those consequences. I think that in the uh, in the, the app's uh, intro to anal play, I, I'm guessing one of the things they talk about is you can't just jam it in. I would hope that that would be right. one of, like, like, lesson number one. Yeah, I mean, because... Actually, no, that should be lesson number two. Lesson number one is consent. You can't just say, here you go. Correct. Okay. All right. So let's just assume this is all about consent uh, going, okay. going in. Yeah. It, 
They, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure that there is not a spot on the app that says, uh, let's all get raped. You know? I'm, again, yes. I, but I would hope there'd be something on that app oh, yeah. talking about consent. I, I wouldn't. I, you know, I have only gotten halfway into the article. It, 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 seems, okay. it seems to be very legitimate, you know? I don't think this is a bad thing in any way. I just know for me, I don't. I think I would want to hang myself. You know. I I think that parents need to get past the stigma Correct. of it being uncomfortable, yes. and they should uh, uh, educate themselves first. Yeah. And then speak with their kids. I agree with you. In a lot of ways, I think she's on the right track. I just it just makes me want to barf in my mouth, though. You know, I'm just are, I haven't I haven't wrapped my know, mind around it yet. There are books out there. There are that kids can get a hold of, you know. Yeah. And the porn is rampant. So if <clears throat> there's something that is a little bit more educational than watching porn and getting the wrong idea. Right. I would support it. Have you ever gotten into puke sex where people barf into each other's mouths? Uh, no. However, I've known women to barf when the guy thrusts in their mouth. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Don't thrust without asking first. That's all I'm saying. Oh, the old puke on the penis trick. Yep. Okay. Yeah, if the woman should be aware of what her gag reflex can handle. <clears throat> Granted, I do, I do have lube that helps with the gag reflex. Okay. All right. Good to know. <laughs> Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> um, you are. Right. Hey, thanks for your help. I appreciate. It. No problem. Okay. Thank you. There you All go. Right. That's uh, uh, armchair sex expert, I guess. Amanda. Oh, that is funny. So, anyway, back to this. Um, we never knew. We never learn how to relate to create intimacy to listen to touch. Mom says the con. So the content we wanted to put out there is more than some tips to put a condom on, but more relating to the experience and making is as relaxed and comfortable as possible. Something about the information that's being presented and this image right here makes me really uneasy i mean ah because she's reasonably attractive mother i mean she looks like a mom but she looks to be uh, you know attractive and the kids well they're kids they're adolescent boys the one kid's got his sweats on and 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 uh his shirt is open and and just a little, uh, this one, I think the kid's hiding his boner here, but this is just sick. And the whole idea of when she's talking to them about how to do the pepper grinder, or, you know, whatever, uh, that he, he might actually be getting a rod. I mean, Ben Glaze, our very own Ben Glaze, uh, he was kind of like a pioneer when he taught his friend how to masturbate. And he actually did do that. Well, here, whip it out. I'll show you what to do. And Ben actually put his hand on the kid's ding-dong and did it. They were both like 12 at the time. 
I wonder if Ben wanted me to tell that story again. He's told it before. Don't worry. It's all good. Jesus. This is hideous. So there you go. Uh, you can uh, get the uh, link in the show notes. K-A-M-A. That is a free sex education app. We should have Kenny download it. And um, Kenny, as a parent, you know, you should probably... Hang on a second here, Kenny. You know, now that I think about it, you probably... Hey, Siri. Call high-maintenance Kenny. Calling high-maintenance Kenny. Can promise you, he's like, man, I hope he don't call me. He's probably busy at work here. I don't want to. I don't want to mess things up for him. You know, Kenny. Uh, you have reached Oh man, I hope he didn't do it. I'm gonna let it go to voicemail. His youngest child may need this app at some point. Now, I know that between in the parenting duties in Kenny's world, um, from his words, uh, he is the superior parent of the two. Now you have a uh, the influence being mom and dad, different households. It might be a good idea for Kenny to download this app. I mean, if that were the case, you would then have Kenny looking at a guide to fingering. An intro to <laughs> intro to anal play. No, I mean not not yet. I mean that, uh, but perhaps we could get Kenny to have a conversation with his son about these things, and he could record it, and we could, for our own useful information, be able to be a fly on the wall. I don't. It's probably not going to fly though. Oh, man, don't call me. <laughs> oh, my back. All right. K-A-M-A. That's what it's called. <clears throat> I have um, some great stories to talk about on the uh, Patreon. I have an update. Well, hmm. how can I get into this story? Okay. Um. You know the cops in Tempe who let the homeless guy die? Who I was very critical about? Um, this is about them. This is, I think, it makes everything a million times worse. They themselves were involved in another scenario that makes them letting the homeless guy die way worse. Haven't heard anything about that. I I still think they're on leave, by the way, or something like that. I don't know. I also have a, an awkward moment from a boxing match from a story that we talked about on the show. Remember there was a dude in South Africa who um, his brain turned a mush in the middle of the boxing match. He actually punched his opponent. 
the opponent went through the ropes and fell down and the ref had to do a standing eight count on the guy who fell through the ropes. And then the guy who punched him, whose brain went to mush at that point, his brain rotted. And then the ref said, okay, he's up time to fight. Well, the guy start turns around and start starts punching a ghost. And then, um, they stopped the fight because his brain, something was wrong with his brain. turns out his brain, he's had a brain bleed and, uh, like a day passed and he died. The guy fucking died. And they, they don't know what happened to him. If it, he was injured, uh, because he was kicking ass too in this fight. They don't know if he was injured, uh, in a freak accident or a, maybe sparring the days leading up to the fight. They don't know, but he's definitely dead. They talked about that in a wrestling, uh, wrestling, uh, a boxing event on TV uh, and something really messed up happened. Get to that, those things on my Patreon. Mario Flores, Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage, 231-332-6505. You need a mortgage, that's who you call. NMLS number 3035. Rates are going up. Rates are going up. You got to get on it. Do it now. Could be a refi. Could be your first mortgage. Could be uh, your 10th mortgage. Mario helps with everything. He takes all comers. If your credit score is fantastic, this will be an easy process. If your credit score is a little shitty, uh, he can help you navigate that and uh, get it so that you can pay on your own home. First time um, home buyers, you know, sometimes you experience that. Maybe you've had a divorce in your past or something like that. I could make things a little wonky for you. Call on Mario, 231-332-6505. You got my friends over at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, 616-532-6600. Love them so much. Servicing all makes and models with the exception of Volkswagens. Uh, I love the early bird drop-off. I love the after-hours pickup. I love that they have free loaner cars. I love that they're a family, veteran, lady-owned business. They are exceptional. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Bosco's Pub. Go there for lunch or dinner. Bosco'spub.com in Hudsonville, Michigan, part of Terra Square. Hands down, the best burgers you will ever have, ever. Beers are cold, uh, all on tap, and in bottles, of course. Mixed drinks, well drinks, whatever you want. All there, Bosco's Pub, for lunch or dinner. I got my policy shop insurance. Frank Fuss is going to help you get your uh, health care policy. If you're self-employed, out of work, or your employer doesn't offer insurance, you can get health care. You just got to call Frank, and he can help you navigate that. His services are free. He's going to help you with healthcare.gov. That is sometimes tricky. 616-914-4070. Or go to buyinsurancehere.com. Frank will help you out. His services are free. Last but not least, we are a couple weeks away, under two weeks away, from paintball war number 19, the summertime slaughter at TC Paintball. You can go to my pinned post on Facebook, and then, uh, you know, whether you're coming or not, or you can send me an email, eric at ericsaintshow.com. That's it. It's what I got for you today. My time is up. It is time to announce the asshole, asshole of... The day. Aha. Yesterday, or Friday, I had Democrats down.
And uh, I felt that that was necessary because of the dog and pony um, January 6th thing that they did on prime time. Simply to sway favor amongst the public. That's my opinion. Uh, they're doing that today, right now. They did it at, starting at 10 a.m. today. More January 6th talk. Nobody gives a shit. This is my assessment of January 6th. Assholes were egged on by the president to go and destroy the Capitol and uh, act like assholes. And yes, it's Trump's fault. All right. Today's Asshole of the Day brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics, distributor of Amsoil products. JMSynthetics.com, TCPaintballGR.com. The Patriot Front, assholes of the day. What a bunch of idiots. Can you imagine them being in that darkened U-Haul waiting for their big moment? 31 assholes in that thing looking like clones. How embarrassing is that? Bunch of fucking idiots. Your assholes of the day. That is my time. I hope you've enjoyed the show. I'll talk to you on Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Okay. Till next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.